Good people, good people, what's going on? It's your boy, Conker Jones, coming at you with another episode, episode of the Comfort Zone. <laughs> uh, man, I hope y'all enjoyed y'all week. I know today is Friday. Uh, I should have posted this episode yesterday, but I I, I wanted to uh, write this out a little bit to make it sound a little bit more articulate, make myself sound a little bit more articulate before... Uh, I posted this episode, so, uh, yeah, it should have been posted Thursday, yesterday, but, hey, we're going to post it now, and it's like I completely changed the topic that I wanted to talk about anyway, so, but as you see, the title is called A Different Look on Public Safety. Now, uh, again, I wrote some of this out, so bear with me, we're going to see how good I am at (laughs) reading off of paper and if it actually does make me sound more articulate which is a pretty cool word word to say um here we go i got a peek behind the curtains of public safety recently and it's given me an evolved perspective as a man of god first but also as a black man for the sake of privacy and anonymity let's say that this is a virtual ride along or something of that nature Yes, as a black man, I look at police cautiously. It's not just me being a man of God for what I'm about to say next. It's also me being a man of integrity, hope, and love when I say I try my best not to involve race in any situation unless it's necessary. But growing up in poor neighborhoods, seeing how people from those neighborhoods were treated, seeing how aggressive and defensive police can be before assessing the situation respectfully has always had me look at police as the (coughs) excuse me as the opposition and with fear but i don't expect uh white people to understand what it feels like growing up feeling like the law is against you and i don't expect white people to understand what i mean when i say we feel like our lives are not valued like theirs are let me explain two different situations that happened in my town and surrounding areas over the past year and some change that paints a picture of how black Americans feel every day. On one hand, in North Augusta, a, a Caucasian male gets out of his truck with an automatic rifle, maybe a semi-automatic, I'm not, I can't really remember, and starts shooting at traffic. When the police showed up on the scene, he didn't run In fact, he engaged in a shootout with law enforcement until he ran out of ammo from what I can remember. This man was taken in unharmed. On the other hand, a black drug dealer was trying to escape the police. Granted, narcotics cops, but he was trying to get away from the police. When they finally pinned him, close to North Augusta have you, his vehicle was sprayed with bullets, and it was said that he had a gun, yet no, yet yet there wasn't one found in his car. Now, these can be looked at as completely different situations, and I can't knock anyone who, who will see it that way because I agree with you to a certain extent, except when you look at it from the perspective of the weapon. A white man literally shoots at police officers and lives. Gun is sitting his gun is sitting in evidence as we speak. And you have a black man who's gunned down for allegedly pulling a gun and trying to get away from the police 
before he had a chance to get out of his vehicle, nonetheless. And again, I don't recall there being a report of a gun found in his vehicle. I'll be the first to sit up here and let you know that I may have missed out on a few details, uh, but it still paints a picture of how black people see ourselves as having no value of life placed on us with law enforcement. Believe it or not, scenarios like the one I mentioned are so common we've grown numb to it. What I need you to understand is that law enforcement and black people have rarely stood on the same side, if ever. There's so much tension between black people and law enforcement that we look at people of color wearing a badge as sellouts and snitches. We constantly feel attacked, belittled, abused, taken advantage of. Not to mention that we feel like we get the worst sentences for the same crimes that our counterparts have committed. A lot of us believe that police are able to get away with so many things when it comes to black Americans because of the three-fifths clause um, that still seems to be in effect, as well as black people not being labeled citizens of the United States, which is apparently a law that hasn't changed since 1857. Why am I saying all of this? I need anyone to listen to this regardless of race to understand that we heard stories growing up about police brutality to one of our direct ancestors. And we all have to have the, if you get stopped by the police, here's what I want you to do to make a home speech with our children. But even with all of my reservations, I have an evolved perspective of law enforcement since I've been able to pee behind the curtains. There's a couple of things I noticed that I would like to point out. I don't think my brothers and sisters may like what I'm about to say, but it is what it is. Now, this part isn't bogged down to just one race, but citizens really treat public service like private servants. You know, uh, I've been able to catch a glimpse of countless occasions to where you have people calling the law as a threat to somebody instead of actually needing the law. We have, uh, we've uh, actually been able to catch a glimpse of seeing people who call 911 on a regular basis for any and everything. And these officers have to go out there constantly they have to keep going out there because it may be something that actually happens one time instead of saying no you call too much we're no longer taking any of your calls you know uh from what i was able to understand that does happen once every blue moon but for the most part if you call 911 they're gonna send somebody out there you know um it's a lot of domestic issues that happen to where, granted, I'm, I'm not fond of any type of domestic issue, period, but it's a whole lot of domestic issues that happen to where uh, the woman would call 911 on the male uh, who is either being verbally aggressive and sometimes even physically aggressive. They call 911 as a threat just to get them to leave their home and as soon as the person said as soon as the person quiets down they say okay i'm finna go i'm finna leave 
and then they no longer need 911 to come out there. And it's not just that. This is why I say it's not bogged down to any race because I realize that a lot of situations that, that, that some, well, half of the situations as well don't have to do with the deputies. They have to do with uh, the public in general. Um, like there are a lot of calls that 911 gets to where uh, the person's in the wrong neighborhood. And they're calling 911 because they see somebody of a darker complexion that shouldn't be in that neighborhood because the neighborhood is predominantly white. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, <coughs> when it gets to stuff like that, you have to think about uh, how many calls the deputies go on day in and day out. And you're talking about people who took this job. Well, some of them, <laughs> you know, you're talking about uh, people who are supposed to take this job to uh, actually make it safe for people like us and the entire system's being taken advantage of. They don't make a whole lot of money, yet they have to constantly run back and forth and deal with people who have racial issues and also deal with people who uh just use them as a threatening tool you know i can't imagine look at it this way let me tell you exactly how you can look at how people use uh law enforcement let's look at it like a mother and a father raising a child you know the mothers deal with the child the child does something bad and the first thing they say to get the child to straighten up is, I'm going to tell your daddy. That's what happens in law enforcement every single day. A lot of people pick up that phone as a threat to where they say, I'm going to tell your daddy. I'm going to get your daddy out here. And the bad part about it is that they don't even really want to do anything. They're not going to press charges. They're not going to do what they can to get away from the person or individual. They just had an argument right then and there and decided to call an officer out there. In in half of the situations, it is to keep peace and uh, a lot of it is to keep the, the aggressor uh, from getting on the aggressee or continuously attacking, whether verbally or, verbally or physically, attacking the aggressee. But nonetheless... Most of the calls for domestic issues, most of the calls for trouble with this type of person or that type of person, and most of the calls that uh, deputies go out to are are, are bullcrap. They're, they're calls that shouldn't even happen and that shouldn't be allowed, but because they are here to uh, protect and serve and because there could be that one call to where something actually happens, these police officers literally have to go take care of the situation every single time. Would you believe that in every city that you have 911 dispatch and that you have police officers, they have regulars who constantly call them over any and everything that they shouldn't even uh, contact the police about? No. That's one thing that I wanted to point out is that 
uh, with most uh, law enforcement, uh, counties of law enforcement, well, with with most sheriff office already being short staffed because of COVID, because they don't make enough money, a lot of people take advantage of the system and <laughs> use non use uh, nine one one and use uh, police officers as a belt or a paddle to try to whoop the other person. You know what I'm saying? Um, the next thing is uh, stop treating every officer like the villain. While there are some bad apples out there, the majority of law enforcement are not full of hatred and racism. You know, this is uh, something else that I've, like I said, been able to peek behind the curtains and see to where a lot of people in law enforcement are really just doing their jobs. You know, you don't choose to be an officer for the pay. You don't choose to be an officer for the hours. You don't choose to be an officer for the benefits. You know, uh, another thing that I learned is that most cities have terrible benefit packages. Very, have very, very expensive benefit packages. Uh, most cities don't do well with giving uh, police officers or dispatchers or um, uh, EMS or anything like that, ambulance services or fire departments, raises on a yearly basis. Most cities suck at that. You know, so these people ain't choosing these jobs because it's so great financially. No, there's something inside of them. Again, I understand there are a few bad apples, but for most of them, they really just want to help and be there in the community trying to make it a safer place. Yeah, what I do have to say to my brothers and sisters that they're not going to like is I get so tired of these hoteps. I get so tired of these woke folk. I get so tired of these conscious folk. I get so tired of whatever you want to call yourself, whatever spiritual zodiac you believe in that has this blood or a doodle moon or however you want to say it. I get so tired of these folk like blaming every cop for the actions of a few. Now, granted, the actions of a few scream loud. But we don't like them coming at us, stereotyping us. Because of the color of our skin. Yet, we feel like we can justify going at them, stereotyping them, because of the uniform that they put on. You know, again, this is just my perspective. Other people may see it differently. But we really do have to stop acting like every police officer just hates black people. You know, we have to stop acting like every person in law enforcement is out to constantly is out to completely tear the black man down. If anything, it's not uh the police officers we should be attacking, it's the laws that we should be attacking. Because it's the laws that let them get away with it. That and we know most police departments are like a brotherhood. You know, we do know that. And I'm pretty sure some police officers who want to say something, but then they live by the same code that the streets live by. You don't snitch on people in your same clique. You don't snitch on people in your same gang. You know what I'm saying? And this is something that I, I, like I said, this that part that I just said right there, that's completely ad-libbed. That's not something that I talked about to somebody behind the curtains at all. That's just completely ad-libbed. You know, so 
don't sit up here and say I got that from somebody. Nah, that's just my own words and my own perspective even before I was able to get a glimpse behind the curtain, you know. Um, I wish I had more to say on that, but I don't. But it kind of leads me to my next thing, which is how much do we really mean when we say F the police? You know, uh, something else I've been able to really see on the other side is that the domestics that I mentioned to you earlier, you know, um, a lot of those with, that come from people of our color, of my color, uh, and I are the same people who say of the police. You know what I'm saying? They're in the same demographic as you would expect to be after police and things like this. And you hear people constantly cursing out cops, yet telling them they need help. Now, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to keep it a buck, right? I really have been able to sit behind the curtains for a few months and really see what's been going on on the other side. I still really do have my reservations about everything that has to do with law enforcement. But the one thing that I've realized is that one, these, a lot of these people are just people too. And two, a little respect can go a long way. You know, we, demand respect from them but then we don't give them any type of respect and if you actually had a chance to look at listen to or just read about how many calls they take a day how many different places they have to go every single day dealing with the regulars dealing with the new situations some situations are completely bonkers and completely crazy that they have to deal with you know uh like they send deputies get sent into an area first if they hear gunshots, which means that if there's still shots being fired, the deputy is putting his life on the line to get into those areas. And a lot of these areas, uh, not because I'm stereotyping, but because uh, it's just fact. If you look at it from any city, uh, a lot of areas that have the most gunshots are these so-called urban areas. The same areas where they say the police don't do anything, you know, it, it makes me feel kind of funny saying this because I've had not, not necessarily a racial experience with a police officer, but I just got, I felt like I got too comfortable around a Caucasian male and he took it too far and it had me looking at all other Caucasian men, men differently. You know what I'm saying? That and then with all the other stuff going on with how many uh, police shootings that were out there to where they've been able to walk away and get away with killings like that. And I'm going to take it all the way back and say, yes, ever since Trayvon Martin, there's no way Zimmerman should have walked away. But it's been a constant thing to where a black person will get gunned down. And it is obvious that there was some type of hatred there. Maybe not for, if it's not for the race, then it was for the community or for what that person represented. It was obvious that there was some type of hatred there and obvious that the, that the police officer was at fault, yet the police officer was able to walk away. 
no matter how much the community cried, no matter how much the community protested, and no matter how much the facts had proven that, hey, this officer shouldn't have done that. The officer gets to walk away. Um, but they have to still run into these neighborhoods. They have to run into these neighborhoods. They have to hear people talk trash about them over the phone. They have to hear people talk trash about them to their faces. They get cussed out, spit on, kicked at, laughed at, joked about, threatened. And they still have to get out there every single day and do that job over again. I can threaten a police officer today. And if I call and say I need help tomorrow, that that police officer has to come. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be the same police officer that I threatened today. All I'm saying is this. These cats do not have an easy job. For what they have to deal with on a daily basis, I'm not making an excuse for any type of racial issue that happens, period. Because there are people who have been in law enforcement 20 years, 30 years, and have never had a racial issue. You know what I'm saying? Have never had a bad report. Have never had somebody call and complain on them. Because they've shown respect to the community. And because they've shown respect to the community, the community showed respect to them back. You know? But that's something, like, I want you to take away from this. I'm really going to shut it down in a few minutes. I just want you to think about if you really had a guts to do what a lot of police officers do. Because I can't lie. I tell you like I told, like I tell a lot of other people. If I was a cop, I don't care who you are. Anything I have to talk to you or speak with you about, my hands on my gun. Especially in these times with everybody being so trigger happy. We're in Augusta, Georgia, right? And I try to keep up with the news and everything. But in Augusta, Georgia, I noticed that uh, we had like six different issues at night. From the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., we had six different issues of, of shots being fired. Uh Two issues of somebody being gunned down, uh, uh, being wounded. Well, three issues of somebody being wounded by shots being fired. You know, one of the issues was so bad, it's like this person was shooting up a club. This wasn't that common in Augusta, but it's an everyday thing. And these people have to go into that every single day. As trigger happy as people are now, if I was a cop, my hand on a gun and my hand on a taser if I got to pull you over for anything, my hand on a gun and my hand on a table, taser, if you the one who called in the issue, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to make sure I preserve my life. I'm going to make sure I get home to my kids. And if that means having to be extra cautious and aggressive with my weapon to make sure that I can go home, then that's how it's going to be. Then again, that's not why. That's why I'm not a police officer. Because I know good and well, I couldn't do what they do. I know good and well, I couldn't have somebody cuss me out, talk about me, call me all types of names, and still go over to that person's neighborhood, to that person's area, or remember the person, and then the next time they call and really need help, I have to go there and help them. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot that law enforcement has to deal with. And again, there's nothing inside of me 
that completely agrees with everything about law enforcement because I do believe it's laws in place that keeps a lot of hatred going. And I don't, and some of it is just because they know they can get away with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's laws in place that protect them. So where they can't get away with stuff like that. But until we change the law, then there's always going to be some issues between cops and black people. I'm not saying, I don't think there'll ever come a day to where cops and black people fully get along. But I do believe there can come a day to where we actually truly do respect each other. And as a black man and as a man of God, I say that because I am a man of God. And it's me being a man of God that has me see things from a different perspective. So uh, from a more uh, compassionate perspective, so to speak. So I do sit up here and say that maybe you need to take a peek behind the curtains, too. Maybe you need to find an officer who will really, really be willing to talk about what's going on. Maybe you need to see if you can do a ride-along. Maybe you need to go to a 911 dispatch office and sit there and listen to the types of uh, calls that they take. Listen to the types of things that officers have to deal with on a daily basis. I'm not saying it's going to change your mind. I'm not saying it's going to erase the hatred that black people have for uh, for police, uh, for law enforcement, again, I still have a couple of issues with law enforcement uh, because of things that I've witnessed, not personally, but because of things that I've seen uh, certain individuals in law enforcement do. But nevertheless, I have more respect for the people who choose to do law enforcement, regardless of what race they are, because they put up with a lot of stuff that I just don't have the temperament to put up with. And I applaud them for that. I'm not making excuses for anything that's being done. I'm just applauding them for dealing with what they have to deal with on a daily basis. Not the racist, crooked-ass cops. Forgive my language. I'm not applauding them. But for the uh, for the police officers, for the deputies, for the uh, for traffic control, uh, for the, those working the beat or whatever you want to call it, who get out there every single day and deal with being ridiculed laughed at, talked about, cursed at every single day and still treat everybody they come across with respect and with integrity, man, shout out to y'all. I got I got so much respect for what y'all do. Uh, and I want to thank, thank you for your service. I want to thank you for what you do. But if I have to say anything, and if I could give any piece of advice, is I understand that Wearing that badge is like a brotherhood and a sisterhood. I understand that completely. Forget it, yawn, I'm tired. I understand it completely that wearing that badge is a brotherhood and a sisterhood. As a matter of fact, since I have been able to peek behind the curtains, I realize that uh, people in that brotherhood and sisterhood or whatever you want to call it live by some of the same codes that gangs in the streets live by, you know, uh, which isn't right because I don't necessarily really agree with gangs in the street either. But this is what I got to say. You know who the bad apples are. Do something about those bad apples. If a police officer want to know what it will take for black people to stop looking at every cop as being a villain, then we need the police officers to stand up 
against other police officers who are the bad apples. That's what we need to see. If police want to know what it is hate for black people to really start showing them respect and stop treating every one of them like a villain, that's it. Now, on the flip end, as a black person, I've learned that, well, I'm, I've never been disrespectful to law enforcement anyway. I'm not disrespectful to anybody. I'm always, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. That's just how I was raised. I say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, to people 20 years younger than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just how I was raised. But on the flip side, there can be a little bit more respect for what they do and what they put up with on a daily basis. Because what they have to put up with on a daily basis, I think it's a lot of people out there who think they're hardcore, who would do that, who would who would attempt to do that, and would lose their mind. They'd probably be on the news for some type of hate crime or some type of uh, police brutality or unlawful shooting. I guarantee you that. I'm one of the most patient people you know, and I know that if I was in that job, it wouldn't take me long before I'm ready to shoot somebody because everybody just, so everybody, most people of my color are just so aggressive towards every single police officer doing the exact same thing to them that we tell them not to do to us, which is don't treat all of us like the few that you have problems with. You know, again, I don't think a lot of people are going to like this episode. Pretty sure it's going to be something that we touch on later on. But I'm going to go ahead and bring this to a close. It's your boy, Conker Jones. Remember, stay focused, stay faithful, stay true to yourself. Treat other people how you want to be treated. And give God the respect that God deserves. Yeah. <laughs> give God the respect that God deserves. I'll see you next week. Peace.